0: Start a new transition in life, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing or creating a brand new life. Be with us in Ponta Calhort Transition Channel. Episode 44: Job Reinvented Show: Following your dreams in the face of skepticism with Lyndon Wolbert, pioneer in mermaid industry. Subscribe to Pontoy Kalho Transition Channel and order my book, Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. There is no limit for our desire to become true and become a reality. Uh, you. There are lots of children, have lots of dream to see real mermaid, but there is a woman here uh, and uh, she actually doing some very interesting things and I'm very excited to talk to her. And uh, I don't want you to wait more. I, I just want inter- to introduce her to you. Her name is Linda Walbert. Hello. Welcome to our show. I'm so excited to have
1: you here. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I'm honored to be here.
0: Yeah. So tell me about yourself. What is this mermaid stories and what do you do exactly? And the the most important thing, how could you start your profession? Why did you start it? Oh my gosh. Well, there's where
1: to begin. So Uh, First of all, I just am so excited to be here talking with you and all of your listeners and viewers about uh, following our dreams, and that's pretty much what I've done throughout the course of my life, and it has led me into an unusual career of being a professional mermaid, and many people just think, oh, that just means you swim in a tail and you splash around in the water, and that's kind of it. Well, that's a very small part of what I do. Um, so I grew up in Pennsylvania, in Amish country. Uh, I was not Amish growing up, but I was in the dwellings. So I grew up in a very rural part of Pennsylvania, and in a small town. And I was far away from the ocean. And I loved everything about nature, though. I loved bugs and animals and the outdoors and anything that was involving nature. And when I was young, because we lived far from the ocean, the only way I could see the ocean was on television or in books. And so I really took joy in watching things like Jacques Cousteau or documentaries about the underwater world. And it seemed like someplace so far away and inaccessible to me. But then uh, on occasion, our family would go on vacation and we go to the beach and we go usually to New Jersey or Maryland to the beach, and it just was magical to me. So as I got older, I realized how profound the impact was on my life watching these wildlife documentaries, like on PBS or BBC, and I thought, maybe I should make documentaries too. Maybe there's some way I can film wildlife and inspire other young people in the way that I've been inspired as a young person. And so I did a lot of photography and I would shoot video um, and I loved it. And I ended up going to film school. So I chose to study film and environmental science. And I went to school in Boston at Emerson College and it was a wonderful experience. And I was able to merge those two things, science and filmmaking and storytelling. And I learned a lot of things, obviously, in film school. And then I came out to Los Angeles. We had an internship program where you could move to Los Angeles for your senior year. And I came out here where I still live in Los Angeles and I haven't left. And I was so excited because I got to do internships at production companies. I got to work on actual television sets and shoots and film shoots and meet people in these industries. And then the most exciting part was when I became scuba certified. And I started scuba diving and for the first time in my life, I was finally under the water in all of those beautiful environments I'd seen on television. And that was life-changing for me. So I started filming underwater And then I was invited to film and be an underwater videographer for a documentary about free diving, which for those of you who may not know what free diving is, it's breath hold diving for depth and distance underwater. And it's where these incredible athletes just hold their breath and dive really far down, sometimes in the ocean. And so I was filming these free divers. I went to Grand Cayman Island in the Caribbean, and it was amazing and I started filming and I saw these people wearing what are called monofins and there it's like a big whale tail or a mermaid tail fin that allows you to swim like like a mermaid basically I thought it was the coolest thing in the world and I thought whoa 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 wait a minute what if instead of just making underwater documentaries I became a mermaid to teach children about the ocean because it would be yeah I thought wait you know no one's really doing that and I like to be different I like to be unique I'm not much of a a follower of things I like to not really follow trends I like to set them or just do my own thing and so I decided to start this career as a mermaid (laughs) so
0: yeah so that's kind of how it began yeah, I love it. It's so exciting. Yeah, like you know, sometimes there are lots of um, barriers in our life because we just want to follow other people's dream. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we try to follow our dreams, our life gonna be changed tremendously. I agree. Yeah. yeah, and it's scary. It's scary sometimes. Isn't it? Yeah, because, because- you're not sure if yeah, <laughs> because you always want to do proven things. Yeah. Somebody already done this, so you're going to go there and do the same thing. But uh, at, uh, at the bottom of your heart, you're not happy because it's not what you really wanted. Mm-hmm. I agree. And
1: a lot of times, and I think so much of this, and, and I'm very fortunate because my parents are so supportive of any little thing that myself or my sister... Were ever interested in when we were little, you know, they really, if I said, oh my gosh, I love bugs, they would get me a, bu- a book on bugs to Whoa. read, to read. <laughs> you know, they, they, they just really encouraged us to follow our hearts and they never laughed at anything we took interest in or we were passionate about. And I think that's, I really have to attribute that to a, a big part of why I've had the courage to do what I do because, and it has not been easy. I mean, I don't want to make this sound like, oh, I just did this and this and this. No, it's been so hard. I had to, you know, create a tail, a mermaid tail. I had to create a business and a business model of some kind. And there was nothing like this before. So not only was I creating an entire, I call it a mersona instead of a persona, you know, it's this character essentially, who is a mermaid that wears a tail and I learned to hold my breath for a long time and free dive. So I, I trained in free diving. I grew my hair very long. I uh, learned to hold my breath and smile underwater with my eyes open. I learned to be comfortable in very scary situations, sometimes with big animals in the ocean. You know, I free dive with whales and sharks and dolphins and manta oh. rays. and. Oh. Um, all kinds of animals in the open ocean. And I have a safety team around me, but it's something that it isn't for everyone, but it's part of sharing that environment is becoming part of it convincingly as a mermaid. And so kids can say, oh my gosh, look, here's this mermaid swimming with a dolphin. What can I learn from this? And so it's really fun to be able to do that, but it does, it takes courage to follow your heart and your dreams. It takes courage to, to trust your gut instinct and say, maybe this is going to lead me to joy, happiness, lucrativity, um, opportunity. And it, it hasn't all been easy. At
0: yeah, all. <laughs> actually I know about this diving because I have underwater diving, um, certification only oh for your goodbye yeah. Oh, so, yeah yeah or but I did it in Australia and it was fantastic experience because Australia has a lot of beautiful oceans and water is so great like I love this experience and I've been with uh, um, with a group from different professions and the interesting point was that all of those proficient, professional people had a dream to do this diving experience for years, and then they had some opportunity to actually join this group, and we did it for, but the, the experience was different when you are doing it in, in a pool mm-hmm. rather than ocean. <laughs> it's so <exciting. laughs> yeah. it's scary. <laughs> and I found out with this, um, oxygen, I couldn't carry it was so heavy for me. And I was very tiny those days. <laughs> oh, very tiny. Yeah. I, I understand um, that the gear is really yeah. it's heavy. And it's hard to, the yeah. Most, I mean, the scariest one was that my, the teacher took us there and then as a part of training that we already trained in the pool we trained everything we were trained but uh, he actually removed the uh, mask oh Uh, yeah what should i do now? (laughs) i forgot everything everything and for for like few seconds i was shocked and then i said no no i already trained so i can do this you know but for me was not uh, you, know, you know, it was not really easy for me to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. especially, I understand what you're doing in open diving, free diving, you said. Mm-hmm. For me, almost impossible.
1: <laughs> for most people. I mean, yeah, and, and there are it's moments too.
0: Express, like- I have a little bit of asthma. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's a bit difficult. I'm not saying impossible if you have a passion about it, so you yeah. can do it. But yeah. I can totally follow you because whatever you see underwater is totally different, it's a different world. And yeah. I really wanted to do some um, diving in Gold Coast oh yes you no. Know? oh I, but i didn't have this opportunity unfortunately but i've i've heard about it i've, I've heard it there are lots of like colorful fishes and oh. a beautiful diving you know i've never been there mm-hmm. but yeah
1: well australia is amazing and i mean the great barrier reef is one of the most yeah, impressive exactly. dive sites
0: in the world
1: so yeah. pretty magical
0: so what are the three uh, best um, steps that you can follow to be a successful entrepreneur?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I think that the, the first thing that you need to do, and and I know it's so funny because I answered this previously for you, and I, I actually don't remember what I said. I answered it in that moment. But when I think about it, you, you have to have a, a crystal clear vision of what your goal is. And I like to describe this by saying, what is your Z, the end result? What is the ultimate thing that you want to achieve? And once you have that, it's almost like setting a GPS. Once you tell the GPS where you wanna go, your final destination, only then can the GPS give you the instructions on how to get there. So I, I think of entrepreneurship very much like that. I think of it as, okay, I have this idea for something I wanna provide. For me, it's always about service to the world or to a specific audience or demographic. For me, it's been mostly children. How can I excite children about learning about our oceans? How can I get them excited to get into the water, be safe and learn to swim, and then wanna protect all the animals and the environment that's underwater? And so that was my Z when I started. And how did I get to that Z? Well, I needed a tail. I needed some people to help film. I needed to learn to edit. I needed to learn to create video content. And so thankfully, film school helped with that. But So I think the first of the three steps is know your ultimate goal and have it so crystal clear in your imagination and in your mind and in your heart that you're so excited that people just want to help. So when you tell people about your dream or your vision, like, hey, guess what? I had this idea. I want to make a series for children. And I want it to be all about the ocean creatures. And I'm going to be a mermaid in it hosting. And people are like, whoa, that sounds so cool. What can I do? And, you know, sometimes you get this incredible support you never expected. That's been my uh, experience. Usually people just want to help when we see people who are passionate. So know what your end outcome is. Uh, The second thing is I think that you do have to realize that it's not all going to be easy and that there are going to be ups and downs. There are going to be days when you are on top of the world, everything's working out, you get a ton of clients or sales or success in what you're providing, but then there are going to be days or weeks or sometimes even months as an entrepreneur where you might not get any clients, or any bookings, or any sales, or very few, and it's really hard not to give up. It's really hard not to give up. So I think that not everyone is cut out for being an entrepreneur, and that's okay, because we need people who aren't entrepreneurs in the world, but for those of you watching this who have a goal or an aspiration to maybe take that leap from working nine to five, and working for somebody else and start to work for yourself or start your own business, it's okay to have bad days. We all have bad yes, <laughs> days. I know. <laughs> and um, and you never alone. Yeah, never alone. And the third one, let's see, I think, <sighs> you need to be a good receiver. Mm -hmm. you have to be a good receiver. To be an entrepreneur, you need to receive the resources that are around you. There are so many places out there to get support in your pursuits as an entrepreneur. And so when I was speaking in, in when I think in number one about have your clear vision and be contagious with enthusiasm, if people are going to come and help you, you need to let them help you. So understanding that there are certain things you won't be able to do. For mm. example, I hate
0: numbers. I'm terrible at math. Me too. I, am, I, I love math. But I don't like oh. s- uh, statistics and tax calculation. <laughs> I don't like any of it. That is my biggest Achilles heel or whatever it
1: is. It's just this, I cannot stand numbers. So I have people who help me with all of that. So I think receiving help where you know that you have either um, just kind of a, an aversion to certain things. Like maybe, maybe you don't like answering emails and you need to find a really wonderful assistant who can answer them on your behalf so that you can do the other things that you love to do and you're good at. So focus on your strengths, learn skills that you want to learn, but don't be afraid to outsource things and receive help from other people other resources, watch videos like this, you know, get inspired, listen to other entrepreneurs who are going through similar things, even if their business is different. I promise you, they've gone through a lot of the challenges you're going to face or are facing now. So I think it's, it's about receiving that support that's out there.
0: I like it. You know, it's interesting you said that because I've heard about this from many entrepreneurs I'm interviewing they always say don't waste your time with things that needs lots of learning and others can do it much easier and faster than you. So because you're always thinking, oh, I can do this, I can do that, but you don't have unlimited time. You should Mm -hmm. be considered yourself as somebody who has a deadline and you cannot do everything at once together Mm -hmm. it's so difficult to handle everything oh time management is huge and also prioritizing things yes um
1: you know that work-life balance thing is a big one too is knowing because when you do become an entrepreneur as you know too we sometimes burn the candle at both ends. We sometimes don't stop working at five PM or start oh. at nine. We'll start at five and go until nine or ten p.m. at night or work work through your weekends. I mean, and and sometimes it's hard to find that balance and it's a challenge. And sometimes I have to set timers for myself and say, Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> because if you don't take time for yourself, your family, your loved ones, or just you, whatever that means for you, uh, you're going to burn out and you won't be as productive.
0: I follow you. Because when you go to work nine to five, as soon as you finish, that's it. You're done. It's yep. Like a switch. But when you're working for yourself, you have lots of responsibilities and other people look at you, the, the, those that you already promised. So mm-hmm. it's not only you. And that's you to just keep the promises. (laughs) That's right. So so like me, I have a two and a half year old baby. and Yeah. So I have to, right now she's asleep. (laughs) So I have to make some balance. It's so difficult, but I have to sacrifice my time. In the morning, I get up very early, around Mm -hmm. six, seven. And then I have to and try to do work, even if she's asleep, around 12, 1 a.m., you know, but when I used to work for another, another company, I didn't do this, never. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I just did it, like, 5 p.m., done, I go home. Yeah, yeah. But as a manager, we had some, like, on-call, like, call us, but I didn't have that force to work, but right now, I really have it. Like I, I knew if I don't do it, nobody else does it.
1: <laughs> well, I, I applaud you for making that time and finding a way to work as not just an entrepreneur yourself, but being a mom. And is this your, is this your first child? Yes. I think that's oh, what I have. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Do you have any kids? Nope. no i have i have thousands
0: of little yeah you have you have (laughs) you do you do very amazing job because as soon as it creates some smile for children that's so precious i know a lot of children have dream to see mermaid and you already realize their dream and do whatever they really wish to especially you do it for sick kids as well and then yeah, that's amazing. Like doing this dream come true for them is, is uh, worth a million word.
1: Oh, it's the most fulfilling thing. And I, 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 I do, I do uh, work with Make-A-Wish Foundation and other foundations that are similar to that Raise of Sunshine Children's Charity Miracles for Kids. There's so many incredible charities out there. Uh, Make-A-Wish being, I think, the most popular and well-known in the world, but there's so many children and families out there who are going through so much with uh, a child who's ill or unwell, and um, nothing is more fulfilling than making a child happy who's going through so much, because when they're happy and they feel good, it's not just that child who benefits, it's their entire family it's just an incredible thing. And I'm so humbled every time I get to swim with or surprise a child and um, my own niece was diagnosed with leukemia um, and, and it was really tough in 2015. And so it's, it's a, a really incredible thing to have done that for so long and then to have our family impacted by it. So yeah, I, I empathize with these families who are going through uh, whatever life-threatening illnesses their children are experiencing and just know that <sighs> I, I understand and it's, it's tough to be strong sometimes but when we have wishes that get to happen it's proven that these children either survive or thrive much longer statistically than if they didn't have a wish when they have something to look forward to and then they have that experience, and then they even get to reflect back on it. It's proven to help uh, with coping, and also survival and thriving after and before wishes, which is just incredible. So I love these foundations and these working with these different uh, families. It's it's amazing.
0: What a great mission! Yeah, thank you for doing this. Like it's so amazing.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what are the big mistakes entrepreneurs do? Well, Ooh, many hmm. of them fail because of these mistakes.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I think the biggest one is you give up, isn't it? I mean, y- you only fail completely if you just give up. And I mean, gosh, I've been doing this for over a decade now. I have been putting on a mermaid tail and doing parties, events, performances, talks, experiences, wishes, videos, educational films for over a decade. And there have been many times when I had a moment and I thought, I just can't go on anymore. Or I had a a very challenging experience or I wasn't getting enough bookings. Um, But I would always find some way to make it work or to hang on. And sometimes that was my network of my friends and my family who would say, Lyndon, it's okay. We all have these days. And I'd be like, no, you don't understand. Nothing's happening. It's a winter time. <laughs> Everyone's pools are closed. No one's booking mermaids. And you know, I have these horrible days and, and we all have them. And that's why I think um, the number one mistake that an entrepreneur can make is to quit. Don't quit, don't stop. And if you love what you're doing, if you truly love and are passionate about what you're doing, you won't quit because you can't because that day you decide to, you're just like, you.
0: I can't quit. I love interviewing people. There it is. And good for you. And part of that
1: is tuning into your heart and really finding what your passion is. Yes. You know, and, and your passion can change over time too. I mean, that's, that's the neat thing about, um, being an entrepreneur is that you can have, uh, something that you're doing or a focus and, and you can adapt and you can shift, you know, as you, as you get more into what that thing is, whatever your centric goal or mission is or the product, or, you know, whether you decide to flip a company and then start a new pursuit, great, you know, refresh yourself, turn the page, find a new chapter, um, you just have to do something you love because no, one's, no one else is going to crack the whip on you like you are.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the interesting thing is that you've been very creative. You've done all, you created this mermaid um, tail and those accessories you needed. Mm-hmm. If none of, because other people just trying to find those in the market but you mm-hmm. already created yourself. And this is amazing. Like, this is unique.
1: Well, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> and I know that. <laughs> it's okay to be weird. And I think that, you know, sometimes it's challenging too, you know, speaking of your most recent question about what do people do that, you know, it's entrepreneurs that can make things tough, challenging, or, or I don't know, um, make you want to stop working. I think it's when you... Sometimes if you keep pushing yourself in a direction because other people tell you to do it. So for example, you're talking to maybe a good friend or a family member whose opinion you value and you wanna talk to them about something that you have an idea. And if you tell that person an idea and they shoot the idea down, when you're really excited about it, know this, that person is likely just projecting their fear of failure onto you. It's not about you. I follow you. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Don't listen. Like If you know that you are excited about something, don't listen to the naysayers because they are just afraid of failure and they are projecting that onto you. This has happened to me more times than I can count. So surround yourself with people who believe in you first and foremost.
0: You know, I um, really understand what you say in my heart, because it happened to me as well. Oh. Like I've done so much transition in my life. Uh, I've done two, two times immigration from two wow. countries. Wow. Australia. Came to Australia, then Canada. I'm in Canada right now. And I've done lots of transit transition for my job. I've been a programmer. Then uh, I came to Um, Australia you cannot be programmer from the beginning because I was studying and then it took me some time to be a programmer and then I came here to Canada I had to get lots of certification I said one day I'm going to be a project manager and then I was a project manager and I did uh, some lecturing in college as well so I've done so many things so many things and then one day I said okay I have my baby I'm going to have Another transition, because I'm going to spend more time with her. Mm -hmm. Especially in COVID, you cannot, it's not really safe to go out. And that's why I have this podcast, because I really wish, encourage people to know that you cannot do really whatever you want, whatever, and it's not just doing whatever you've been educated for, because there Mm -hmm. is, it's a trap. You go to university, it's not bad. You learn some stuff, but then you you think that you have to be committed to what you have learned in school. Nope. You know,
1: I actually think that, and I love your story, and I'm so impressed with what you have done and what you're continuing to do right now. I'm honored to be a part of this podcast. I'm excited to be part of your new journey and, and part of what's allowing you to be an incredible mother to your daughter and uh, being present with your your home and your family. And that's that's wonderful. And I think that we have a lot to learn about all of us thinking outside of the box and saying, okay, yes, I might have a degree in X, Y, or Z, but oh my goodness, the resources for you to learn and do things online and to not have to go and get another complete degree, I'm mostly self-taught in so many things. I mean, yes, I have a degree in film and environmental science, but the things I have learned doing this career far exceed what I learned in college, high school, elementary school, and kindergarten combined. And and there was a great quote actually, um, Uh, Recently that my friend Josh said, which is the work teaches you the work. Yeah. So and it's true. If you want to learn a new skill or start something new, just go do it. Just go surround yourself with the people who are doing it or watch the videos on YouTube or read about it, read some books, but doing the thing is really, ah, oh, just throwing yourself in that deep end of of the sea, of whatever that thing is you want to learn. And it's it's an incredible, scary, wonderful, enriching, life-changing experience to be able to do those things. So good for you for starting this Thank new you. line of work. It's really
0: exciting. You know, I was thinking about though I think right now I just remember... Uh, What we did, we tried to be part of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And the most important, interesting thing about diving is that you push yourself to go down and sit there. Mm -hmm. Because before I was thinking, okay, we are heavy. How can we not, how just, we cannot just dive in. (laughs) Then I realized we need lots of technique to just uh, sit uh, in below the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to do lots of equalization to just change your weight, to adapt with the water. And that's what I learned about the water. You can be part of the water if you learn how to adapt with it. And mm-hmm. if you learn how to adjust your weight, because um, I, I believe For anything, any transition, you need to do some uh, lightening. What I'm doing about, like lighting, I mean, you have to be lighter to go to the better level. So you have to just remove your heaviness, go to lighter version, and you need some cleanup. Like if you want to go up, you have to remove and through whatever uh, you really don't need to. Half. so mm-hmm. that's exactly being inside the water the only thing you i could trust was oxygen mm-hmm. yeah and, and that was <laughs> the scariest part and then the then you then somebody removed my mask i was like whoa what should i do 80 meter underwater i was die. <laughs> you know that's so scary i
1: hope not 80 meters i hope it was only 80 feet
0: and uh, eh, no it was 18 meter oh 18 oh I was like because and Don't I didn't you diving I didn't continue <laughs> like go to the advanced one no no I just stayed there because for me uh it was enough to conquer my fears so I could confront fears and I could go high level of my personality, but in, in your heart, you feel that this is not the way you want to continue because I had asthma, you know, it, it was first for me was difficult to accept it because, oh, I have asthma, I'm not going to do this, but I did it because I just want to say, I'm going to do it in spite of having asthma. <laughs> good for you. Well, and that's the thing when,
1: when you have, first of all, a good instructor, who yes. helps you because so much of it is here. So yeah. much of it is here. And if we can trust our bodies, our experience and the knowledge and the skills that we've been trained in, and we're well-trained and obviously you want good gear that so you know, your air is still going to keep flowing yeah, through yeah. your regulator and your wow. tank is full of um, all of these things. But I, 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 again, scuba diving is an incredible way to Not only get perspective on what we're capable of and what we are able to do, but when you then get out of the water after experiencing something like that, it makes everything else seem a lot easier. Yeah. It it builds a lot of courage.
0: So what do you feel when you swim with other animals? Oh. (laughs) Well,
1: so so the funny thing about being a mermaid is that um, we can't wear a mask because mermaids don't have masks. Mm -hmm. So even right, everything's blurry. (laughs) So so here's it. It depends on the circumstance and where I am, but I'll usually start off with a mask on so that I can see clearly what am I diving into because the trickiest part, I think, really the most unsettling part of of free diving holding your breath wearing a 50 pound silicone tail with your legs together is not being able to see clearly so you take off that mask and everything is blurry and you have to look like it's normal. This is fine. I'm smiling. (laughs) Everything's fine my eyes are open. This is my environment this is my world and you're underwater And maybe there's a shark going by, right? So you see this big blurry thing going by. but But for example, sharks rely on knowing that you can see them. So whenever I'm diving with them, I look at the shape of the shark in the water. And I'm like, okay, its eyes are about there. And I try to look like where that is. Because then the shark sees that I'm seeing it. And then they're like, oh, okay, it sees me. That thing over there. Sees me. Um, and it just takes away the, the fear because they're not going to attack something that is bigger than them and can see them. <laughs> so, wow. It's tricky. But there are times, for example, when I'll be free diving down without a mask and I have to go down to like 40 or 50 feet, swim around on, on the surface of the coral reef. Um, with fish or whatever to get a a shot for something, whether it's a music video or a film or one of my web shows or something. And then I'll, I'll start feeling my diaphragm and my lungs wanting to breathe. And so I start to start to swim back toward the surface. But there are times when it's really hard to tell how far away the surface is. So it's like, okay, I know that. I follow you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, oh I just got to be calm. And again, it's all up here. You just have to be calm and trust. Like, I have tons of free diving experience. I've held my breath for five minutes. I've got this.
0: <laughs> and then, like, you're going toward the surface. Oh, that's, and a, then- that's the longest time you can uh, hold your breath, five minutes? Yeah,
1: I just over five minutes, like five minutes and seven oh, seconds is my personal oh, best. Oh my but goodness. that's that's not actively swimming. That's just floating, holding my breath underwater. So, uh, but, um, and it can vary, you know, times underwater depend on the temperature of the water. Are you cold? The colder you are, the shorter your breath hold will be. If you're a little unsettled here, your heart is beating more quickly and you're using the oxygen faster. There's so many things that you have to learn about breath hold and training to be comfortable holding your breath, especially without a mask on, diving to, you know, deeper depths and having wild animals around you. So I'm always very respectful of the animals. I never approach other animals or, you know, provoke an animal or touch an animal. And I always have a safety team around me, people I trust uh, my life with. I have to. Um, If I I black out,
0: someone's going to save me. (laughs) You know, I thought diving should be teamwork because uh, when we dive... As a team, uh, we always care about each other and uh, with the mask removal, somebody else should uh, use uh, his mask and give it to you. Mm-hmm. So we always had two masks, one for helping, one for having for us and that was amazing because that's the teamwork and uh, if you have them, there are it's, it's much easier to be alive. So because, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Never never dive alone. I mean, the buddy system is is imperative. It's absolutely necessary. I never dive alone. I never swim alone. Uh, I always have, of course, like I've said, a safety team around me of people who are trained in free diving safety or scuba safety or both. Um, And sometimes, you know, there are times, for example, when I have been diving in the Caribbean where Um, they don't want me diving up and down from the surface. So I'll have two scuba divers, one over here, one over here. And I swim between them and then I'll breathe over here. Then I'll hold my breath, swim across. Sharks are around me. Wee, smile, wave, whatever you do, and then swim to the other safety diver and then take their, their second stage and, and breathe off of that. Sometimes it's not safe to go up and down, um, for
0: a variety of reasons, usually with sharks. Or something like that. So, so, use their mask. mask. But, but I found that, I found that even uh, is not easy under the water to, to wear the mask. It needs special training because uh, it's going to be full of water. And you cannot yeah, that and you was have the, to exactly Exactly. You know, that's why I'm saying I, I totally follow you. And I had this experience. you're a mermaid too No, no. (laughs) i I just stopped at 18 meters i said okay for me is enough no i'm not saying um i'm not saying i'm afraid to do this but uh oxygen mask for me was very heavy Mm -hmm. like i couldn't like do this it's so heavy for me and i had to carry maybe my teacher was so tough Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are other peoples ha- have it on a um, little sheep, or you they can sit sometime and but we didn't have this luxury. We had this oxygen mask with us, and then uh, he asked us to walk with this oxygen ma- mask mm-hmm. out of the water and go mm-hmm. inside so, oh, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Tanks are heavy. <laughs> Tanks are heavy. And another, another thing, uh, I, uh, actually, yes, you have to be trained before going inside the water because oh, of yeah. that experience with the fast removal. And even weird again, if you're not trained, mm-hmm. you will lose your life, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I and have to lose your life.
1: <laughs> anyone watching out there, please take a scuba class, uh, exactly. become a, get it, get your open water certification, whether that's with Patty or Nawi or SSI or any of those agencies that train in scuba. And of course, and, and I was, I was a Patty model for years. Patty is the professional association of diving instructors. And so for many years I was an underwater model for them and we did a lot of shoots all around the world. It was amazing. And I got to dive in, uh Ireland and England and all over like the Florida Keys the Caribbean um we had some incredible experiences uh working and shooting educational videos for Uh training so I'm in a lot of the or I used to be in a lot of the training videos for Patty um So I did that for several years as I was starting my mermaid career as well. I was doing both of those things at the same time. So that's the other thing to to quickly loop back to entrepreneurs. And when you're starting a new business too, you know whether you have investors that are helping to fund your new venture or you're self-funding and you've saved money up to start it, I really recommend having other sources of income. Don't have just one stream of income. I think it's really smart to... Yeah, diversify your income, Um, find ways to always have kind of a backup of your backup of your backup. (laughs) Because if one thing doesn't work, you know, um, you still have a couple of other things that are there, hopefully that other faucets you can turn on where you can still have income and be supported. Um, You know, like that's something like, for example, with my mermaid work, uh, obviously, when I do wish Uh, wishes and and performances for children who are unwell those are not never paid and that's fine I love to do that volunteer work and part of the way I can afford to do volunteer work as much as I choose is because I have paid performances that I do I have a YouTube channel that I've worked for years to to get to where it is I now have over 90,000 subscribers over 50 million video views on that I created digital content, I do different types of live performances, and I have a merchandise line. So, you know, all these things gradually came together, but I really recommend diversifying your income so that you have many different buckets that are collecting sand dollars, as it were. So in case one or two go away, you still have something else as backup.
0: Yeah, that was a really good recommendation because then if something happened, Um, You cannot continue and you have to give up. There is a good, because I know um, a lot of entrepreneurs and my friends, I'm saying my friends because now they are my friends in my podcast. And uh, they they said the same thing. Because you start your business as a side hustle and Mm -hmm. then uh, you may have other income. Whenever you are ready to move on, you can do this. But yeah. some, some of these jobs like yours is very seasonal. Yeah. Old, you have to have other incomes. So what do you do as, um, as other jobs? What do you do when you're uh, uh, don't do? Mermaid? I mean, I, th-
1: I've been working for myself full time for over 10 years. So I have not worked for somebody else. Um, everything I've done is somehow related to my work as a mermaid. So, Um, I just have, like, I just described a lot of different buckets. So I now have, I actually got to design a line of monofins with body glove, which is, um, a diving and lifestyle kind of ocean related. They do a lot of yoga things now too, but, um, body glove and I partnered, gosh, eight years ago now, I can't believe it's been this long and I created children's monofins, and now adult monofins, and I actually invented the world's first foldable monofin, uh, which just came out on the market um, this summer, and has been a really exciting thing. So, you know, talking about that that fine line between having too much going on and having a balance, a work life balance, sometimes it's tricky especially when there are multiple things like i'm i went through a phase where i was doing every single week i was doing a youtube video at least one per week um, and i edit all of those myself i produce them myself write them etc um, and they're you know high quality so it's i'm doing sound effects i'm doing music i'm doing the voiceover i'm doing fact-checking. I'm helping with animation design. I'm making opening bumpers and credits and creating an entire video content that is hopefully exciting and fun to watch. Um, I'm talking with the uh, the manufacturer of the products that my name is, is now on and saying, okay, uh, we need to change this. This monofin, the strap is uncomfortable. We need to shift to this. And I'm communicating with Uh, a team in China and trying to convey information sometimes that isn't always easy because it's all over email. And so I'm making charts and drawings and filming videos of the product to show what's wrong because we're constantly updating and upgrading things. I have to do product packaging. I have to keep my mermaid tail looking nice. It's a silicone prosthetic special effects Hollywood tail. And so I'm doing tail repairs. I'm, uh, you know, uh, sewing tops and creating seashell tops and starfish for my hair. And I have to, there's a lot to it. There's so much more than just smiling and swimming around and sitting on a rock, brushing my hair.
0: <laughs> you have a, a product line. So mm-hmm. you actually produce some, some of these gears as well. That's good. Yes. Yeah 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 um, do you have any website any program uh, anything that you're gonna talk about and promote yourself well thank you for asking i would love to well you can see everything at
1: mermaidsinmotion.com um that is my website where you can there are links to my online shop um all my products are also on amazon so if you just type in mermaid linden l-i-n-d-e-n in Amazon, you'll see all the products come up, which is really fun. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been such a neat thing too, to see the growth of the product line, something I never thought or dreamed. And it just, that's the other thing when you when you're following your heart, and you're really passionate, other opportunities just come your way. Yes. And that is that is how this came to me, this opportunity um, with with Body Glove. And it's, truly been oh my gosh what a learning experience what an incredible uh, long-term thing that I never dreamed I'd be in merchandising <laughs> but it's been amazing I have learned volumes about sales and marketing and product design and development and prototype testing and package design and um, just teaching your customers about how to use a product that in the United States, many people didn't know what a monofin was when we started manufacturing the yeah. product. So it's, it's been a journey. It continues to be a journey, you yeah. know, writing, writing patents and creating utility designs and, and engineering things. I mean, again, I thought I was just going to be teaching kids about the ocean with visual things. And now it's just blossomed into so much more. Oh. That I never thought. I I didn't even know. I didn't, I had no idea any of this would happen.
0: Because Um, you have this beautiful energy of creation. I can see it. And then that's why you can create more, help more. And whenever you have positive energy to help others, um, doors is going to open to you. (laughs) All (sighs) doors are going to open to you. You know, it's so beautiful. It's been a blast. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been hard.
1: It's been wonderful. It's been amazing. It's been scary. It's been fulfilling. It's been upsetting. It's been everything, every emotion. And that is, that is what entrepreneurship is. And you have to know if you are starting in the line of work that your heart is telling you to that isn't a nine to five job, that is the beat of your own drummer. Uh, again, it's okay to be on a roller coaster because that's normal. <laughs> it's okay. And I know you're thinking, like, ah, you're going downhill, and it's like, ah, and then suddenly you're going back up the roller coaster again, waiting and not knowing what's going to happen on the other side. But if you stick with it, gosh, worst case scenario, you're going to learn so much and have a new way of understanding and appreciating what other people create. No one understands how much goes into a product, an idea, a website, the content that you're you're outputting until you try it yourself. You know this just doing this podcast, look at all the work that went into just this interview with me. Yeah. You know, the communication, the time, the research, reading the material, sending the questions. This is the actual interview going through this process. Any editing you might do. Editing. Uploading. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much work. So for all you people out there who are like, oh, that's so easy. No, it isn't. But that's part of the fun. We get to follow our dreams and our passions work really hard and then see these amazing results. So I, I do, I applaud you so much for the work you're doing as you blossom into this incredible new chapter of your life as a mom. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm so happy to see these beautiful people and learn about them. You know, it's, it's a big inspiration for my audience and myself as well cuz just don't give up on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful motto. <laughs> it is. It's the best uh, one. Just don't give up. So, uh, just uh, last question. Mm-hmm. Uh do you want to mention about your films or the movies that you already participated in Hollywood? Oh.
1: Well, I've done a lot of, um, it's been actually super fun. I've done a lot of underwater stunt doubling for um, actresses in different movies and music videos. And it's so funny, Um, a lot of them, sometimes I can't even say it because I sign non-disclosure agreements. Um, But living in Los Angeles, I've had the amazing opportunity to work with a lot of incredible actors and actresses, producers, directors, Um, A lot of my performances, my mermaid performances for events have been in celebrity homes and swimming pools where it's so funny. Sometimes I don't even know um, for sure because people will write under a pseudonym and they'll be like, hi, we have this event. Can you come and swim for, you know, however many hours? And and they send the address and and I go and then it's like, oh my gosh, it's this A-list Hollywood actor or actress and and i i walk in and see how i i have been in some of the most arm pinching is this real moments because remember i'm just a girl from amish country pennsylvania who decided to teach kids about the ocean and suddenly i'll be in like jessica alba's house um changing on the floor of her bedroom you know where i'm trying to like wriggle into a tail (laughs) and then swim with her family and guests and you know, it's, 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 I miss the performances because I haven't been able to do any, of course, like all of us, we haven't been able to do things with um, this lovely virus uh, that is is plaguing our planet temporarily. But um, it gives me the opportunity to do other fun things. But yeah, I've been in a lot of music videos, um, some really fun feature films, um, television series, and have this really ever growing, funny, unbelievable laundry list of of clients who most people know their names. Um, it's been a
0: blast. <laughs> it's been a, a wild ride, this career as a mermaid. Thank you so much, Linden, for sharing this experience. That was one of my best interviews I've ever done. Oh you love positive energy and emotion, especially the work you've done for children and uh, bringing lots of a smile for them it's so beautiful what you're doing is very unique thank
1: you thank you so so very much for inviting me onto your show and I wish you all success uh, as you continue doing this and um, I look forward to watching all of your episodes as they unfold thank you so much